Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is the old brother from another mother. It is the soul brother. April the 4th, Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. I won't be having tacos this evening. I don't know what I'll be having. Anyways, I am back here at the helm. Apologies for not hitting you up last week with uh, another one. You know, I had a little spurt there, then... I got to having some more of my symptoms with my lungs and different things, so I kind of just had to lay low and then got busy with some other stuff and some family stuff. My kid got COVID, so I was really and still am pissed off about that, about how it happened, but nonetheless, we're here, we're live. She's okay. She should be testing out any day now. And um, so I'm quite happy about that. But I don't have that long today. I have a I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> That's very fitting that I need to, to run to. So I'm going to make this one short and sweet. Right to the point. Moving on, finally, is the name of this one. Moving on, finally. And let me tell you, um, it's a good feeling when you can. You know, there's those times in life where we just get into these little funks and these ruts where we don't really know where we are and what we're doing. Things kind of are moving along at a decent pace. All of a sudden, skirt, skirt, they stop, halt. And you're the one that's left wondering what's going on or where do we go from here? So for me... When I get into those those seasons and and those situations, there's not much that I can do. When I'm doing all that I can do and I can't move forward, no matter what it is, I just have to give it to God and let it go and keep moving. Got to change my context, got to do something else. There's no need to continue to put energy into something that is halted for reasons outside of you. It happens, friends. And we live in this world of instant gratification. And so when that happens, then there's always a lot of stress and frustration that comes from it. And there shouldn't be. There honestly shouldn't be. I mean, there's not much you can do. But one thing that you can do, again, is focus on the task at hand and what you can control. You know, I have a tattoo and it always uh, reminds me of this. It's the serenity prayer. God... Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And wisdom to know the difference. And for a large part of my life, when things were just not going my way and I just couldn't move them, I would try to move them. Through my own means, brute force, negativity, maybe more work, right? And those were my young foolish days, and I've wised up much since then. I don't necessarily try to force or push my agenda or will, because the way I look at it is more of a spiritual thing. At this point in my life, if there's something that that, uh, should happen that doesn't happen for me, maybe it wasn't meant to happen. That doesn't mean that I give up. 
Not at all, friends. Not at all. I'm not giving up. But there's a reason and purpose for you in this life, in this eternity, sorry, in this existence for you. You may not understand it. It may make no sense at all. But it's something innate in you that you just have this sense, this feeling that, you know, there's something there that is just kind of pushing and guiding you and directing your steps. Whether you want to believe it or not, that's God. That's God in you. He already planted the seed in you, directing you on which way you should go. He was just waiting for you to catch up and figure out if you're going to go that way or not. Because we all have free will, right? So that's what LT. He gave us the wisdom, again, as the prayer said, to understand the things that you can change and the things that you can't, and to know the difference. That's what he gave you. The action part of that. What are you going to do? When you finally come to that point that you are good, and I mean truly good, I'm not trying to say that you're fake good, you're just saying it, but you don't feel it. No, I mean, you feel it, you know it, you believe it. When you're just good, it's almost like the universe, God just knows how to go ahead and flip that switch and let you go to the next level. And friends, I feel like I kind of have reached that, you know, I've, I've had a lot of things happen, you know, um, with my daughter uh, getting COVID, like my youngest one, she was terrified like to death the first time that uh, her mother got it. So this time around, she was calm. I was happy about that. I wasn't very happy that, you know, she got it from her mother and that, you know, while my kid was safe, mom's wasn't for whatever reasons. And so that brought some stress onto me that I that I really didn't want because... You know, the part of that that bothers me is that when my kid is talking to me and I can feel and sense that she's scared, she's frustrated, you know, then as a parent, you want to do everything that you can to make sure that they're not scared, frustrated, within reason. There's some uh, there's some fear and stress that, that they should feel because that's going to help them grow, right? And so it's kind of... Uh, the chicken and the egg thing, you know, it's like, which really comes first in this situation, you know, and, um, and for me, I just kind of had to just relinquish the fact that, you know, there's things that are just not within my control, no matter how much I, we, that's my queen here, trust and believe in, you know, what the right thing we feel is to do to be safe and cautious not just for our careers, but for our own personal health and the health of our family. Not everybody shares those same visions. And it's sad, but you know, you can only do what you can do for you. And then you just have to move on, friends, finally. And I did, you know, there's really no need for me to be upset. I mean, because we all have our own values and our own ideals. And you know, it's that's the way it is. That's how God made us. And, you know, that's the good and that's the bad of it is that when we don't always see eye to eye, it'll cause frustration and stress for other people. And that's what happened in this situation. My kid was the innocent bystander. and She got caught up. She got caught up in the COVID game. 
But she's got it. She's got some antibodies now. That's kind of the good about it. And she didn't really have any symptoms. I think the biggest symptom that she had, really, and then, and I'm straight joking, was that she became more addicted to TikTok <laughs> than anything. <laughs> uh, she had to stay home, you know. So, a shout out like to Beba. I know you're feeling better. I love you, you little nuthead. And um, yeah, so. But then you know, within uh, there were other things too that just kind of had been troubling and infiltrating me, like my up and down health again. You know, I've been really frustrated with some of these uh, uh, specialists that you know I've been I've been paying to try to figure out what's going on with me and having to kind of push them along to do what they should already know what to do, and so it's been really frustrating. So. So I went to go see a fifth specialist now. <laughs> yes. I have an oncologist, a hematologist, um, an allergist, an immunologist, and now an infectious disease doctor. Yes, I have five. <laughs> Along with my PCP. And they're all great. One of them just been, for, uh, for whatever reason, just a little slow like, to respond. So like I started off a while ago, I have this thing with my lungs going on. Bronchiostasis, I think that's how you pronounce it. It basically means that you have, uh, your lungs are damaged. It could have been from anything. I've never been a smoker, so it wasn't that. There's nothing genetic wise. So I'm not sure how I came about this. I don't know the severity of it, but when it comes on, you know, I have these symptoms and, you know, I'm not going to share them because they're, they're kind of graphic, but the one that I will share is that I do get tired, you know, and it's kind of like a marked drowsiness. It's like I'm tired, but I still have energy. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, but it's just because your body is reacting and sometimes, sometimes you can you can you can get fever from it. So so they prescribe you these antibiotics. And so I've just been really frustrated at the pulmonologist lately because it seems as that they just want to make money off me instead of helping me. Rather than actually checking to see, is this really what I'm, you know, like, is this really what is going on with me? I have this thing called pseudomonas. I have no idea how I got it, where I got it. Um, some kind of super bug. But that, in addition to the bronchiostasis, kind of the pseudomonas likes to hide out in lungs that are damaged and then it just wreaks havoc. So that's what's going on. In addition, you know, I have all this stuff going on 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 the hematology side, the low cell counts and different things, which I have had. The doctor has told me for years, so it's not like anything's changed or been drastically different, but... There's just a lot of stress and frustration in there for me because at the end of the day, I just want to feel better. I'm sick and tired of feeling like junk, right? And it's random. I could, I could have, like, I have like a really good day. I've noticed when it's sunny outside, for the most part, everything is decent. Don't really have any symptoms. But when it's wet, windy, you know, if it's overcast, you know, generally, if there's something in the air, whether it's dirt, allergens, or precipitation, that just 
it hurts me. So I saw this new doctor, the infectious disease doctor. She's awesome. And, you know, so she was making some recommendations and she was a bit kind of stressed out and vexed as well. Like, well, why isn't things happening like uh, for you? And why isn't this moving more? I said, Doc, I don't know. You know, and so she's like, well, let's let's try this. I said, okay. So she's been able to kind of push the pulmonologist to kind of, you know, hey, you know, we, need, we need to do something here. This guy is like, you know, he's in a rut right now. You know, he's he's trying to be as positive as he can. But, you know, this thing that is happening on top of the asthma that I apparently have, it's not fun. You know, it's just when it hits, it hits and it hits hard. Um, but I'm still able to run and work out, which is, I, you know, it's like I'm getting a mixed picture from the pulmonologist. There's like a whole bunch of things that could be, but there's nothing that it is. We've all been through it. You know, you go to the doctor, you get a doctor report. It's not quite specific, but it's vague. And you're like, okay, what does that mean, though? And then it's, you know, it's like, okay, well, if you want to know more, then pay more. You know, I'm not in, I'm not, no. And that's what's wrong with our health system. Another podcast, but we should be more about trying to help the person than to try to treat the patient, right? You treat the patient, you try to throw a whole lot of stuff at them, this and that, this procedure, that, 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 just to go ahead and and what? Is that really helping them? So I honestly just, I just had to find peace and just move on from it. And I just was like, you know, I have to make peace with the fact that, you know, these doctors, most of them are doing the best that they can. Some maybe just are really busy. They don't know what's going on and they don't want to tell me. And that's fine too. I'm the type of personality, if you don't know, that's fine. Just say that you don't know. I would rather you be honest than to try to pretend that you know what's going on and you really don't and you're lost like a little puppy that doesn't know where it's at you know and that's kind of the way that I've been feeling lately so like on Sunday I had a mind for all my hoopers that I used to hoop with your boy got out there it was an overcast day it wasn't that windy it was kind of muggy because it had been raining it's been raining crazy here I mean the storms have just rolled in and just dumping rain for like hours on end straight, no stop. So finally, there was a break on Sunday and the and the basketball court up at the uh, nearby local church. It was open on a straight blacktop, old school. I said, you know what? At the uh, request of the infectious uh, disease doctor, like she's like, well, one way to work this thing out of you is just to, you know, is just to keep on exercising, which I, which I have been, right? Even on days I don't feel it. I push it. I do it. So I was like, okay, doc, you know what? So I said, let me go off and do this. So she had prescribed me a nebulizer. <laughs> um, and then she put some antibiotics out there in case I need them. So I was like, okay. I went out. I shot hoops. Had my mask on. There wasn't anyone out there. It was just, it was just my queen and me. And she was out there. She's out there trying to do her little thing. I show her how to shoot. The 90-degree angle, the elbow, eye level, release, flick the wrist. You know what it is. So she was like, so she started smelling herself because she hit a couple shots, you know. She's going to kill me. <laughs> but we're out there, and I told her, I was like, this feels good. And she's like, yeah. She was like, you seem happy. I was like, yeah. I said, you know, when I was hooping, it was always like for it's like for me like when I was going to go hoop hoop is the same thing like for going to go shoot hoops or play basketball like for those that don't know so if I say hooping that's what I mean 
But like whenever I go out like to hoop, it's just different. It's like that's what I used to use for years and years of my life to kind of separate the stress of life and get me back to a place of calm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what and so when I would go play, that's how I felt. So for people that know me, that used to run with me or play with me, you know, it's like that to me, it wasn't trying to make y'all look bad. It was just me trying to let off stress. So my apologies if I went too hard uh, here or there, because I would go hard, y'all. Don't talk a lot of trash. I just would go hard. I play hard. You know, I would enjoy it at the same time. But it was more therapy for me. It just so happens that I became decent at it and used it as a way and tool to get into college as well as to almost make my way into the pros. But it was really, it first and foremost has always been a way to help my health. So I'm out there, I'm shooting hoops on Sunday. I can smell the rain coming, but it's still about half hour to 45 minutes away. I'm out there just killing it. I'm shooting it. I'm knocking it down. Now, y'all, mind you, I haven't shot hoops for like a year. I completely put down the basketball. The basketball was so deflated that, I mean, it took a few times just for me to keep air in it. And that when I finally got air in it and started dribbling it out here, the basketball started splitting. So I got to get me a brand new ball. But, But it just felt like I forgot about everything for that half hour. Well, I could feel that uh, my lungs were not as optimal as they could be because there's obviously something going on, you know. I still felt good. And after a while, I just forgot all about it. I forgot about my lungs. I was just in that zone where you just, like, it's like you're in that place that you just get where you just don't know what's going on except for what you're doing, the task at hand. And that's just kind of how I felt. And I kept on just shooting, shooting. So when we got done, I was like, I felt good. I felt invigorated. All of a sudden, I'm at, like, when we come home, I sit down at my computer desk, just kind of sitting there and playing a game, going to log in for a little bit and do a couple things before it's time to eat dinner. Almost instantly, the bronchiostasis, asthma, whatever it is, that they don't know what it is yet, starts flaring up. And I started having those symptoms again, the ones that I won't share. I was coughing up stuff and just like, ugh. It was just, it was draining, you know? And I just was like to myself, you know what? I said, I'm just over this. I've been over this for a long time, but I'm just over this. I'm just over this like for the fact that I can't get any answers. I'm trying my best. All I can do is what I can do. And until I hear back from other people, all I can do is just try to focus on the positive. It's hard. There's times that I just don't feel positive. I don't feel it. I don't want to be positive. I'm pissed off. I'm mad because I followed all the rules. I did everything I was supposed to do. Took care of my body, my lungs. Never smoked. Never did drugs. All that. So why am I put in this situation where I have to go through this? It's just not fair. But life's not fair. So I can sit here and cry and boohoo all about it, or I can just say, you know what? Just got to do what I got to do, folk. And I just decided, okay, you know what? Since I know these symptoms aren't life-threatening, while they seem very scary, I've been trusting in the doctors this whole time, even though my faith has been a little lackluster in a couple of them. 
But I just have to trust the process, continue to push and follow up and do what I need to do to take care of what I need to do to kind of get answers. But with most things in life, things don't happen overnight. Things happen over time. So this very well naturally could have just happened over time. And it just so happens that because I stopped playing basketball and I don't have a sedentary life per se, I do sit at the computer a lot, but I do get up and move around. Not as equal as I could, because obviously you just can't do that. But at every chance that I get when I'm when I'm uh, not at work, I'm always up and moving around. So, I mean, I just have to do the best that I can until these doctors can continue running tests and try to pinpoint exactly what's going on. So hopefully my my little note to them yesterday is a bit detailed and will help them see some new things. But, you know, for me, and this goes to anyone that's going through something uh, medically, uh, my mom, my dad, other family members, friends, you know, if you don't know what you're up against, first and foremost, get into the doctors and get some help and get some eyes on you, you know. Don't wait until it's too late, you know. So it's scary. Don't get me wrong. It's scary having to go to an oncologist and all these other doctors that I'm like, why am I going to them? You know, they're basically trying to just make sure that there's nothing else that they're missing. I, I understand that now. But initially, I was scared as hell. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on when they come talking about all that, right? But I'm young, as they keep saying. I'm getting in there early. I shouldn't be having these issues. Well, I am. So let's figure it out. So your attitude has to be, we're going to figure this out. Why? Because I have faith in God. As my mother has said, and I already knew and believe, I know I'm going to be okay. You know, this, like to me, some people will see it as a setback. I see, it, I see this as a setup, like for something else. And you're like, How? Well, just because I have this going on right now doesn't mean that it's always going to be there. Yes, the damage in my lungs is there forever. Can't do, I can't do much about it. I can try to make things better and maintain the lungs that I do have. And, you know, and it's and it's not that, you know, it's bad at a rapid pace. No, it's just there's some scarring in there and, you know, it is what it is. But there's things I can do. I can still exercise. I can still do the things that I love. I probably can't do them at the at the levels of that I was doing them at, but I can still do them. Now, even though on Sunday I kind of went a little hard, <laughs> kind of exacerbated the symptoms a bit more. Now I'm having what they call an exacerbation. You know, um, things are slowly starting like to die down, and and I get back like to some kind of normal. But you know, this is my life now. I have to embrace it. And that's the attitude that I think that we all have to have is that, you know, it may not go the way you want it to go. Anything. This is not just this is not just for like health, but this can be for like, you know, like if you're it's like if you're a teenager trying to and you're trying to gain your independence of uh, from your, your family or if you're going through uh, some struggles at work. Or, you know, you're or, or you're having like to deal with some troublesome or problematic members of your family or friends or just if there's something in your life that is just pulling you down. Look, at some point, you just got to read the room and realize you're doing the best that you can do. And I kind of reached this point. I'm like, you know, look, I made a lot of changes in my life. A lot of them I did for people. 
many of them I did for other people. Few I did for myself. And at some point, you know, the people, sometimes they tend to not appreciate the things that you do for them. They don't see the sacrifice that goes into it. And, you know, and they're not supposed to. You know the sacrifice, right? And you do it because you do things out of the goodness of your heart. You don't necessarily want anything back for it or from it, right? Except for just basic respect. Respect that, you know, these people like will give you. In the example of my doctors, just respect me and, you know, in, in that this is not fun. And if you know that, then do all that you can do. Uh, don't let six to eight months, literally six to eight months went by, no word, no nothing. And then you reach out all of a sudden because I told my doctor to put you up on notice. I mean, you know, it's yeah. Yeah, y'all. Six to eight months sitting here waiting for someone to get back. You know, or if you got other things uh, that are going on, if you're upset because, you know, you feel as though uh, you're not respected or just uh, whatnot. And this topic, you know, is uh, being directed at at a particular person, you know, you need to get over that. It's not even about that. This is about what's right in the moment, the situation thing, right? See, sometimes we get caught up in our feelings that we tend to forget about what's going on in reality right here, right now. And when we do that, we need to be we need to be smart enough and wise enough, adult enough to stop and say, wait a minute. okay, let's keep this in context. You know, it's not that you don't want to help me, but it's the fact that this is going on right now. You know, a lot of that happens. Life is situational. And so and when those things happen, deal with it constructively, you know, so it's up to you on whether or not you want to move on. But for me, friends, I know from all of the things, issues that I've had to go through as of late, I moved on finally. Because to be honest, there ain't no reason for me to stay in a state of anticipation or worry or stress for other people. Why? That they're not worried or stressed about you. You know, you have to be selfish in that respect. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. You have to be selfish. It doesn't mean that you are a selfish person, but let's just be honest. I mean, if 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 the roles were reversed, do you think the other person would really care as much about you that you care like for them? If it's a family member, maybe. But in the context that we're talking about, no, they probably would write you off uh, like taxes and just keep it moving. So you really have to judge and figure out, you know, what are you going to really allow? What are you going to let in uh, to your life to hold you back from moving on? There are legit things sometimes. Responsibilities never can fall by the wayside, especially if you're a parent. But at some point, you know, your children need to grow up and realize that they need to do things on their own and for themselves. You can't always be there for them. These doctors need to realize, I got to do my job and I got to help this person. Right? Things just have to happen. And if they don't, there's two things that you can do. You can continue uh, to nurture them and try to slowly nudge them along or push them along. You can just stand on your own two feet and just be like, you know, this is where I'm at with it. So if you want to meet me where I think I need to be at uh, with you, great. If not, then hey, if this isn't working... You don't have nothing to say. Hey, it's all good. Just be respectful about it and mature and keep it moving. Right. And, you know, I've always kind of lived life that way. Um, 
but you know i've always i've always tried to be um understanding depending on on the personality cuz some people don't necessarily know or they don't know how to take criticism and they don't know how to or they don't necessarily know how to you know how to understand how you're communicating not in a disrespectful way but in a way that you know it's like what i'm trying to do is achieve understanding in the moment so that i can do what i need to do to move on right you love people family friends whatever but at some point it's business for yourself and you got to take care of that business and keep it moving right so i and and so i implore you don't stop your life for other people especially if you can't say that they would stop their life for you keep it moving keep it moving you know and for me I'm going to head out and go to this appointment here. But, you know, for me, I haven't lost any sleep over anything. I haven't. I used to I used to lose sleep a lot. I used I used to get stressed out a lot, like when things would happen and stuff. And and, uh, and I would always just kind of let things bother me, even if I didn't have no control over it, I would let it bother me. And in closing, I'll tell you that you can't live your life that way. Because that's going to do nothing but give you more gray hair, which I can prove I have it. I definitely do. But the one thing that I'm trying to do is reverse that. And basically, I need to understand and recognize that I'll always be a good person. Always. I'm never going to change who I am. But I do need to be more selfish about, you know, ensuring that people don't emotionally drag me down. That they don't pull me down into wherever they are because that's where they want to be at. We're all entitled to have bad days, but just don't, you don't need to push that on other people. That's not fair for you to do that. I never do that because I know how much hurt that can cause people. But again, when it happens, I'm always understanding. Life happens. And you got to have a part of you that, you know, that is able to be understanding, friends. Because if you don't have that, You're not going to get through much of anything. Life is not perfect. You are not either. People are not. We all are doing the best that we can. And if you're not, if you know that you're trifling and you're not doing all that you can, step up and do what you know that you can. But at the end of it all, if you happen to not reach the finish line, it's not the fact that you didn't reach the finish line. It's the fact that you started. Think about that, friends. One love is always just the soul, brother. Every time that rooster. Ah. Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is your brother from another mother. It is the soul, brother. I just wanted to say that I appreciate your love and your support. Soul, brother is not just a blog. It's not just a podcast. It's my purpose. It's my life's mission. Getting out there, spreading the good word and being real. Always being real and staying so full in the process. So I appreciate y'all. Please spread the word. Soul Brother, S-O-U-L-B-R-A-D-D-A dot com. One love as always.